You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny Thirsty Thursday podcast, where I go back to this week's guest and give him a call and see what they're up to. Now, today is uh, Thursday the 12th. It is my nephew, Nikki. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, little buddy. Um, having a lot of fun with you over the last five years. He turns five today, everybody. So uh, happy birthday to him. Uh, another cool thing that's happening is I'm on vacation right now. Uh, I left yesterday to Legoland, took my son to Legoland for the first time in a long time. And uh, actually, for the first time, rather, we're staying at the hotel. Apparently, it has this uh, really cool Lego stuff. I don't know. Frankie's really fucking into it. So we're going there. We're hanging out. Then we're going to the beach. It's going to be fun. Going to be right there on the beach surfing, having a good time for a couple days. You guys will be listening to this. Hope you guys have a great weekend that starts your, uh, you know, kind of like the second biggest night of the week right before your Friday. So hope you guys have a wonderful Thursday. Uh, this week we had Jeremiah Watkins and Peter Banat- <laughs> Banachowski. If I could say his name correctly once, uh, that would be great. So I'm about to give uh, Jeremiah a call here. Really funny dude. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, real quick, uh, Sam, our producer, went by yesterday. He was at the rec room filming some stuff for the Scissor Bros. Uh, and uh, really funny stuff. If you haven't already listened to the podcast Scissor Bros, go listen to Jeremiah and his co-host on the Scissor Bros. You could also find Jeremiah on Jeremiah Wonders. That's another podcast. He's got two podcasts. He's got his uh, stand-up on the spot where they improv stuff live at the Comedy Store, the historic Comedy Store right here in L.A. Just celebrated 50 years of being around. God, that's a great thing. Um, So, yeah, without, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give Jeremiah a call here. I hope he's ready because I'm running a little bit late here this morning. Yo, yo. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Are you, uh, you, you, you awake? 
I am awake. Yeah, I still have that morning voice though. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for audio, isn't it? To get get a little rasp, a little deepness to it. Yeah, exactly. Give a little bit more texture to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to follow up with you as we do on these uh, Thirsty Thursday podcasts. Um, you've had a chance to maybe see the video, listen to the podcast that we did with uh, yourself and uh, Pistol Pete. Um, what did you think of the episode? How did, how did you think it went? Dude, I thought it went great. Like I said, when when I was leaving your place, I felt like uh, we all became friends uh, after we recorded the episode, and that definitely does not always happen when I do <laughs> the podcast. Absolutely, man. I, I definitely felt the same way, and uh, I think there'll be some extras from this uh, that we'll be releasing soon of you kicking my ass in pool. Have you been? Uh, have you played any pools since you were at my house? I had played last night with uh, my buddy uh, Steve, and uh, I beat him a couple games in a row, so that felt good. <laughs> <laughs> was that last night, Stevie Weeby? That was last night at, uh, you guys did some filming at the rec room, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah we had a good time. Um, uh, we filmed uh, some different uh, things uh, for the show out there, so um, that will be coming out in the future. So, yeah, we got some cool stuff there. Right on. And how did you find uh, Off the Wall Social there? Like, that's a place that, you know, right here in Huntington that I like to take my son to and, and hang out and play some video games. How did you find it? So I've been uh, performing at, uh, on, uh, they've got a stand-up, con- con- excuse me, they've got a stand-up comedy club uh, that's attached to uh, Off the Wall. They're called The Rec Room. Right. And uh, I've known uh, the different owners of that place as it's gone through some different management and stuff like that. And they've been really good to me over the years, and uh, they book me every few months to come and headline the club there. So I've kind of built a relationship there and started to kind of uh, get my hands kind of into the the Huntington Beach uh, comedy scene. And uh, it's really cool because it's uh, it's a little bit different scene just being far enough away from like the like uh, Anaheim area and like Irvine and stuff like that. And uh, it's always some of my favorite shows when I come perform in Huntington Beach. So yeah, it's that's kind of how I found out about uh, Off the Wall and Rec Room and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I mean, as a, as someone born and raised here in Huntington, I could tell you, we don't often if we live close enough to the beach, we don't want to go too much further than like a five mile radius. So getting out to Anaheim or or the Irvine Improv, you got to kind of plan for it. And uh, and it's nice to have the Rec Room and Off the Wall right there. You know, it's about ten minute drive for me. So, and that's about as far as I like to drive these days. That, that that's what I kind of found. Anytime I've done any kind of crowd work with people, I'm like, like, where do you live? And they're like, oh, I live like right down the street. <laughs> like, it's never <laughs> like people who are like, oh, I drove like forty five minutes for this. They're like right near the club. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, which is perfect though. I mean, like I said, growing up here, like it's just it's awesome to have a place like that. Because when I was a kid, we didn't have that. I did have to drive forty five minutes to go somewhere else, and I, I was really happy to find that place. I think I saw Jake the Snake Roberts do his stand up there, or I guess it's not a stand up; it's spoken word rather. He uh, does some storytelling. Uh, another friend, Ron Funches, was there. Uh, I think Trevor Wallace and our friend, our mutual friend, Chappelle Lacey have been there. A lot of great acts actually have really uh, come through there and, and enjoyed it, I think. Yeah, I did uh, years ago. Uh, you brought up Jake the Snake. I did a movie with Jake the Snake uh, around 2015, 2016 called The Bet. Um, and he, uh, he played uh, basically one of the owners of like uh of like the rival company who we were trying to save uh 
in a in a game of <laughs> of softball. <laughs> it's just it's just a long long thing. But he uh, one of my favorite memories like ever of being on set is I got to play catch with Jake the Snake in between takes, <laughs> and we were just like literally it was like it was such a weird like fatherly like game of 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 catch it was just to him but probably he didn't care he was just like wanting to kill time but to me i was like this is incredible right i mean yeah we talked a little bit on the episode a little bit about wrestling there so you grew up uh, knowing who jake the snake roberts was obviously and yeah <laughs> that's got to be a really interesting like oh hey papa and like <laughs> passing the ball back and forth to him right yeah <laughs> that was it was pretty insane he didn't like i wore short shorts though and he he really that was like my character wore short shorts and he really did not like short shorts on a man he's so like such a manly guy yeah <laughs> he's like if you're my son i wouldn't i wouldn't want you wearing those at all definitely not <laughs> <laughs> that's a good impression right there <laughs> i mean after after having conversations with jake i mean that that was pretty spot on right there i mean uh, you did this uh was that was he in multiple scenes or how much how much involvement so the bet i gotta go check this movie out now now everybody's gotta go check oh out dude bet. it's it's an under for anybody who's a wrestling fan you're gonna be shocked by the wrestling cameos in it uh the lead character's uh dad is ddp in it oh fuck yeah i love ddp Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, there's there's like uh, like the, the the writers of the movie, um, Aaron Goldberg and and uh, and uh, and Jay, uh, they uh, they are big wrestling fans, and they reached out and they got little cameos from different wrestlers, and it's pretty cool to see them kind of sprinkled throughout the movie. I don't know how I haven't heard this. I, as we, you know, as you know now, now that we're friends, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? How have I not heard about this? I got to watch this. I met DDP like years ago, um, and then we kind of fell off. I don't know. We both got busy. I, I, I don't, I don't know what happened. I got to reach back out to him. But uh, yeah, big fan of his as well. I mean, when you're standing next to these guys on the, on this thing, it, it it really puts it into perspective, right? I mean, you're a taller guy. You made the joke about not being able to see me when you when you looked up high, but uh, right, right. <laughs> you're a taller guy. But standing next to these guys, I mean, just the sheer mass of them, right? Yeah, I I mean, that's the thing is like I, I'm a tall, skinny guy, but to, to see these guys like uh, like how like big around they are, and even their arms, like still even as older guys, you're like. These guys were behemoths of men. Like it's it's crazy, even like what they were physically able to accomplish with their bodies and the way they're able to fly through the rings and like like just being able to pick people up the way that they did. It's crazy, right? Yeah, and that was one of the things that I was so shocked about when I met uh, Jake and DDP both actually. Uh, obviously I'm a smaller guy, so anybody looks gigantic next to me, but I just like kind of like watching on, on, uh, on TV, you see him next to other giants. It's kind of like watching basketball. Like, like we said, like we talked about too, uh, you know, like even the point guard, he looks like a small guy out there, but he's like six one, you know, like 
200 oh, yeah. pounds. And, but then like next to everyone else, you're like, oh, he's probably not that big. You know, you see Jake the Snake next to the Undertaker. You're like, oh, he's significantly shorter than the Undertaker. Yeah, well, the Undertaker is like 6'10", legit. So, yeah. so Jake looks smaller at 6'7". He's still a monster. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> how, many, how many packs of cigarettes did he smoke on that set? Um, you know, I think when he was on set, he was not smoking at the time. I think he was, uh, yeah, I think he was like, uh, I think he had nicotine gum or something like that. Okay. That makes sense. Cause when we were, when I had him on the show, uh, we went outside, he had a cigarette and, uh, and he actually was running low. So we sent my cameraman, um, uh, like, like an assistant, Hey, can you go across the street and grab me some cigarettes? (laughs) Oh wow! <laughs> it was pretty funny because he like our our guy was like, "I'm not an assistant. I'm I'm here to like film this for everybody." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, I get it, but uh, you know, I really need a cigarette, man." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome. But um, uh, you guys, uh, how did the La Jolla show go after uh, after you guys left my house? You you have a good time out there, dude. It was so fun. It was uh, it was such it was a unique show. Like like we talked about, it was jazz and comedy. So I brought Peter on uh, like the last 10 minutes of my set and we both <laughs> had saxophone duets on stage. And then like we would take turns like riffing and, and telling jokes to the crowd. And it was uh, it was cool. There's like a five piece band that was behind us the entire show. And I ended up using them a lot of my headlining set. I was just I would just kind of mess with the crowd a little bit, tell some jokes. And then I would tell them to like to, to bump the music up or like like kind of, I was kind of acting like a comedian and conductor the entire time I was on stage. So it was, it was kind of unique and cool. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like they gave you a little too much power though. If I'm being honest there, Jeremiah. Oh dude, absolutely. No one should ever give me that kind of power. Like <laughs> when I'm on stage, the biggest m- mistake that any venue ever has is if they have a wireless mic, I'm using that wireless mic and I'm going into the crowd every single time that happens. Oh, you do you like making the, the the tables uncomfortable? Like while they're like on a date, just like walk up to them and and and, and fuck with them a little bit. Well, I never the goal is uncomfortable, but I do like to to go out and and have fun. Where like I've I've used it actually as when uh, there's certain rooms that are or they're big and they're difficult, like where they're not get I'm not getting the response necessarily that mm-hmm. I want. Is if there's a wireless mic and the set has not been going as well as I'd like. That's when I, I go into the audience. I'm like, well, let's let's get the crowd involved. Let's see. Let me figure out like why I'm not connecting with these people all the way in the back. And then I'm like, you know, you guys are in the front row now. Like even though you sat in the very back, like let's let's go. Let's <laughs> you know let's let's figure this out. I love that. That's that's so good. And uh, uh, again, uh, talking about Peter a little bit, the the chip eater. Um, how's how's he been i i I feel bad i didn't exchange numbers with him him i've known him for so long and like even that like i don't know if i'll ever forget that i'm like i like as far as first impressions go that made me laugh so hard like just like before even starting eating a chip off your floor it was it was it was remarkable i i loved it i loved every minute of it i would you know it was like wow because i heard it I didn't even like see it. I heard it happen. Like I heard a chip get picked up and the crunch of him putting it in his mouth while I was walking away. And I was like, that's incredible. This guy just picked up a a chip off the floor and fucking ate it. I literally just shook his hand and walked him upstairs. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's Peter. Uh, so, uh, are you guys uh, have more shows lined up together, or is he off doing his own thing now? Uh, he's off doing his own thing for the time being. Uh, I've got some headlining gigs uh, coming up that I might try to take him on the road uh, here or there to uh, to come with me. I always like doing shows with him. Um, but yeah, for the time being, we're both uh, just kind of local to LA, um, doing our own shows and doing our own thing. Yeah, make sure you send uh, my my kind regards to uh peter because uh I, I i realized afterward we didn't exchange numbers maybe we'll have to uh exchange through oh you. I'll, I'll, yeah i'll I'll, uh, I'll get you guys on a uh, on a group text to just exchange numbers for sure we should, we should always be on a group text from now on anyway just sending each other funny shit i mean it'll mostly be you guys sending funny shit but it'd make me feel good <laughs> right right <laughs> uh how did your uh how'd your mother's day go uh or your wife's rather for uh her first one you know, I felt like I kind of nailed it, man. Oh, I felt like well, that's a lot good. of confidence for your first time. Tell me a little bit about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it was nothing like crazy, but for me, like it, this is like a good, like chill day. So after we got to hang out um, uh, and, and kind of chill. And then uh, for dinner, we did like a, a sushi date with, with our son. We brought him in a, his little uh, push car that uh, we brought him to the restaurant awesome. and, uh, after that, then um, I had a, uh, a massage book for my wife where she went to the massage and then I took care of the baby. And by the time that she got home, I had already put him down for bed. And so he was asleep and she was just ready to relax and chill. And uh, and then after that, you know, your boy did his magic, you know, after after that. And it was a it was a good night. You know, wow. Are you say are you saying you uh, you used a little bit of your sack skills? Uh, yes, I fellated my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you gave her the happy. You sent her to the massage because you know you wanted a professional massage, but you gave her the happy ending. Exactly. That's that's the way it should be in my America. That's how things are. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. No, I, I I I think you get a gold star. I mean, I think you. I think at first I was like, you're a little too confident. You probably didn't nail it as well as you think you did. But getting the kid to bed so she didn't have to deal with that, getting a nice massage and the happy ending, I'm going to have to say, I think you nailed it. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted, I, I needed the praise coming from a fellow dad. I was like, yo, I got I to gotta see where, I'm, <laughs> where I size up. Yeah, you size up real well. But the only problem I will say is now, how are you going to top that next year? Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Oof. You know, you know, hopefully each year I'm in a different tax bracket and I think of, of, different, <laughs> of different great things. To yeah, come well, up with. yeah, just keep going with the comedy. It'll, it, you know, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you'll keep getting up there. Keep getting up there. Stand up, uh, 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 stand up on the spot, you know, keeps taking off. You'll be doing just fine. Yeah. Maybe next, maybe yeah. next year you get, uh, two masseuse. To massage. Whoa! You have four hands. You ever you ever had a four hand massage? You ever had a a four hand massage? Is pretty nice. A fo- uh, you said a forehead massage. <laughs> four, four hand. <laughs> oh, four. 
And then they said a forehead. I was like, no, man, I don't know what kind of a massage you're getting. Forehead massage. <laughs> no, it's, it's it, well, I'm, I'm super brainy and intelligent. So, like, the forehead is like, I just need to massage my brain. Well, yeah, dude, you're you're using your brain so much. Your head is so active that you just really need a moment for somebody to get into the crevices of your skull. <laughs> exactly. You see, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the call. I'll let you uh, go for the rest of your day. Uh, have a wonderful morning. Run a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, kudos to you for nailing Mother's Day and nailing your wife. Um, and- <laughs> Uh, thanks again. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Uh, what, what's the uh, what's the next shows you got coming on? What do you got going on this weekend? I'm sure there's something you could uh, promote here real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm just at the Comedy Store uh, on Friday and Saturday this weekend. So uh, if you want to catch a, a fun uh, show, I'm uh, going to be in the original room and the main room this weekend. So yeah, got some good 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 laughs coming up there. Awesome, man! I can't wait to come out to the Comedy Store and check out one of your uh, stand-up sets. I, I unfortunately won't be able to make it this weekend. I will be on the beach having a vacation with my family, so uh, not, well, not a bad thing. I mean, let me know anytime you or, or any friends want to go. I'll put you on my personal guest list, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll treat you guys real good when you come here. I appreciate that. La- oh, last thing, you just reminded me, speaking of friends, Sam, the producer of the show, came to uh, Los Off the Wall yesterday and brought you guys a couple of figurines of you and Stevie dude, Weavy, right? It was incredible, dude. It was so <laughs> amazing. Like we're we're blown away. We, yeah, we reposted it on our profiles, and uh, it's amazing. Like it's one of those things where anybody who's had action figures growing up all has always like dreamed or wondered, like, what if I had my own action figure one day? And uh, yeah, your buddy Sam came through and made that dream a reality. So yeah, we're super stoked and grateful for uh, him making that happen. Yeah, man, he started doing this little project. He's having a lot of fun with it. I'm glad he was able to uh, share that with you guys. And, uh, again, thanks so much for your time. I'll let you go. We'll talk again soon, buddy. All right, thanks, brother. Let's talk soon. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. And that'll just about do it for this week's Thirsty Thursday episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. As we just talked about there at the end, Sam, our producer, if you guys are not familiar and you don't follow Sam the Hawk, He's been making a lot of these figurines, uh, or action figures rather, I call them figurines, they're action figures of some of the guests we've had on and some other celebrities that he is a huge fan of. This is, uh, the producer of our show is, yes, a huge nerd, and uh, he likes to do this. It's something that he just picked up over the, I guess over the pandemic, I don't know how long he's been doing it, I should probably ask him. He's made an action figure for me, he's made one of my singer, he's made one of Chino, uh, man, he's, he just keeps making them, and uh, I guess it's a little creative, artistic outlet for him. So go show Sam some love and let him know what you think about his action figures. Uh, that's it for this week again, and uh, thank you guys so much. And as always, till next time, cheers. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh... 
revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.